this week's, hello, Ian. Uh, hello, how you doing, Tommy? And you're, hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's All Ireland GA Memories with myself, Aidan Raftree, and Tommy Dowling. And this was this week we're talking about the uh, the 2007 All Ireland Senior Football Final between two great monster sides, Kerry and Cork. And uh, well, this 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 is our rival. And there's never any love lost between the two teams. No, there's never love between Las and I suppose there's been a huge history there down through the years, I suppose, really. And I suppose I suppose going back in the good old days of football, I say in the glory years, I suppose Cork would all be would have been a, a threat to Kerry, you know, and I suppose really you'd hear people saying here so long ago, the old people that Kerry always were tested by Cock and it always have a good guideline for the year what way you play against Cock. But I suppose 2007 was a unique year, I suppose, really. I suppose it would have been the first time that two Munster finals would have met each other in an All-Ireland final. And I suppose, really, it was all built up, really, to, to be a, a good final because, I suppose, really, Cock were looking for revenge because Kerry beat him in a Munster final, 115 to 113 that year. I can remember that Dublin beat Leash that year in Leinster. I think Tyrone beat Manning that year. And the Connacht final in Sligo, who could you forget, beat Roscommon that year by yeah, a point, I think. Right. So and I think then Cork beat Cork came along in, in in the qualifiers and they beat Louth and they beat Sligo in the All Ireland quarter final and uh, they beat Meath in the All Ireland semi final that year. Kerry uh, then on the other side they were lucky enough to beat Manon by a point in the quarter final and they beat Dublin in the semi final. So it was game up for a, a unique final and everyone down here on Kerry like it was fierce rivalry that time. I remember like yesterday it was fierce rivalry. It was flags up on the border between Cork and Kerry. There was people looking for tickets. It was like a World Cup final. It was two two teams. It was two counties. It was a huge, probably the biggest rival in football is Kerry and Cork. And they were all talking about this great Kerry team that had won the year before. And this Cork team, they got to the final. And what Cork were going to do to Kerry and what Kerry were going to do to Cork. And people were saying, it's a local derby and anything can happen. But as I suppose, really, look, as Kerry went into the, in, in, up the core park that day, I suppose, really, look, they got off to, win. They got off to a really good start that day, look. And I suppose, look, going in on the break, look, they made, they, 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 they led one six to six points at half time. And look, I suppose, really, Colin Cooper had an outstanding day that day. He got one five. Kieran Donny got two goals. Uh, I suppose really in the second half Kerry came out that day look, and they really opened up in Cork and um, Eric Kerry ran out easy enough for us that day it was 313 to 19 but I suppose really looking back at it, on it like I suppose it was a day like it was a unique final like it was two bitter rivals I suppose really and two good rivals too when it come down to it but I suppose on both sides that day I suppose really Cork looking in fairness look, they, had a, they had a good tight they, they, they had a um, a good team that time, and so I carry. So look, I suppose really, look, it was a, it was a fine like that. We 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 cherish like, and I suppose looking back at it, look, I suppose really history repeats itself again in two thousand nine when we met Cock in the final again. That's it, and uh, it's it's like you're nearly inseparable. You always meet in nearly every in every championship every year uh, since since the year dot at some stage. But uh, I suppose you know the way um, two teams that reach the regional Ireland final, they normally have one one team along the way that has given them a tough game. Um, so in in Cork's case, who would you say has been the team that would have given them? That would have given them a tough game along uh, on their uh, journey to the All Ireland final. Well, I suppose really, Cock they, they came through the qualifiers that year. I suppose really, and I suppose really, like uh, I suppose in the Munster final that year, 
Kerry beat them by two points. So I suppose Cork had to go around the long run there as well, you know. But I think they, they won their games easy enough, you know, in the, in the last, last of their games. Uh, I suppose really the toughest game they probably no disrespect. The toughest, the toughest game they probably the toughest game they probably got that year was probably in the ones to find, really, I suppose, really, you know. With the yeah. teams that they make one through the back door, like they met they met Lopes in the qualifiers, like they met Sligo and they met Meat, you know. So I mean, it wouldn't be wouldn't have been the Meat team of old, you know. But I think really, I suppose the toughest test that, that, that they would have got would, would have been probably Kerry that year. That's it, and I suppose it would be the same for Kerry. I suppose that would have been that game against Cork would have been their toughest game on the way to the All Ireland as well. It would have been, I suppose, you look on the other side, Kerry beat Man Thatcher. Kerry looked really, Kerry had a tough game at Man Thatcher. I think they, 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 they struggled to beat, they beat him by a point. And I think they beat Dublin that year by two points. I think it was 115 to 16 points. But I think really, like, Kerry and Cock is like, it's like, it's like, it's like Kerry and Cock meeting is like Everton meeting Liverpool. It's a local derby. Like, and it's something that had, that had never happened in all Ireland final below. Uh, before one, two months, two months of teams meeting at the football, and people were optimistic, you know. But lucky enough that day, look, we came away, look, and we got three thirteen, and they kicked one nine, look, and we done two in a row, look. And I suppose it was a, it was, it was sweet coming back that day, coming back over the ball, like with the flags on the cows and stuff, and beating the horns. I suppose really, you know, around Bally Desmond, look, and it was a it look, it was great to look back at it, like, and I suppose really, look, it'll be a final, like, that will be going on, look, it'll be remembered as unique for for the two teams getting to the final for the first time. That's it, and I suppose both. I suppose Kerry had, um, you know, an exceptional, an exceptional team that year as, as a Cork because Cork were uh, at the peak, at their peak as well. They were uh, still they were one of the top teams in Ireland at the time before they kind of declined. But uh, I suppose on the Kerry side and on the Cork side, who were the teams that that would stand out like over that period of of couple of years? You know, over the three years. Well, I suppose really, like if you, if you look at that year, it was in a, week, a unique year for the three brothers that played in the final that day, like Mark Tomas and, and Dar O'Shea, and both of them, you know, received an All Star that year. And I suppose really for Cork that time, you you had great players like like your Graham Canty on the back. You had Noel O'Leary, like Noel O'Leary would be uh, regarded as a really really hard man. He had some fantastic battles with Kerry. I suppose really it's something to feel you had Nicholas Murphy and Derek Cavanagh. Cork had some fine players on the forward line too, like you had Michael Cousins, you had Donald O'Connor, you had you had James Masterson as well, you know. So they did they, they, they did some did some did, did a serious outfit Cork, like you know, they, they, they had a solid team, you know, really. That's it. And uh, you know, it's it's a great rivalry in Munster. I think it's one of the top rivalries in the country, and one of the top GA rivalries, really, isn't it? And uh for the two for the two teams to meet in an All Ireland final, it made for a cracking game, didn't it? It did, yeah. But I suppose there was a poor game, really. Like it, probably up to half time, Cocker well in the game, one six to six points. But I suppose really coming out in the second half, you know, I suppose Cock, you know, they finished up with one nine. You know, they they, they you know they they think they scored one three in the second half, and and, and Kerry like came away with three thirteen. So. I think, you know, it, it, the result that day, look, it, 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 it was Kerry, you know, that one, you know, and, you know, I mean, they put the scores on the boards, like, I mean, Cooper was outstanding that they saw, it was Donny, like, in fairness, and, I mean, you had other players like Tomas O'Shea and Manny, and you had Shane Scanlon and stuff like that, and Declan Sullivan and Brian Sheen, like, they all, they all contributed the scores that day, and I suppose really for Cock that day, you had Dermot O'Connor, he got four points. I think Dan and Gould got one one that day. You had James Masters and a very well known player. He got three points. And Michael's Cousin got a point. 
It wasn't to be cocked there, you know, in fairness, look, but they gave it their all, look, and in fairness, look, at the end of the day, look, you could put Kareem Cock playing every week in that time and you'll still have a different result, you know? That's it. And I suppose, really, you, you could say that um, they, they exacted revenge in 2010 when, when in the... Um, winning the All-Ireland title and that was an exceptional Cork team and I suppose there would have been a, there would have been a few additions made to the team from 20, from 2007 that, that went on to win it in 2010 as well and you know Cork you know Cork at that time they always had uh, they always had quality players coming through coming through and you know available from them and I suppose they always had a good conveyor belt of players coming through from the minors and under 21s as well Oh, like Cock won a couple of under Cock won um, a few under twenty one titles down the road, and they won a they won a, a few my a, a few a few minor titles in the row as well. You know, and if you look at the twenty ten team, like in the twenty ten team, you had Alan Crack that day. He was there in two thousand seven. You had Michael Shields. He was there that day in two thousand ten. You had Cadigan. He didn't start that day. And Ray Carey wasn't there. You had Noel O'Leary who was there in 2007. You had John Miskila. I think John Miskila was there in, in, in what you call it. He was there in um, 2007. You had, you, like, you had other players there that came through. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, Cork, you know, they, 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 had, they had quality players back that time, you know, and, you know, they could juggle them around as well. Like, but, you know, I mean, it was just a stun really, I suppose, by Cork winning all out in, like, in 2010, I suppose, really. Kerry after winning in 2009, they were very confident like that they were going to come up and they were, you know, they were going to get another final. But look, it wasn't to be like, I mean, Cock beat down that year. Look, and look, Cock beat him on merit. Look, it wasn't a great game. I, I remember I was at it. It was, um, I think they won by a point. It was 16 points to 15. But look, getting back to 2007, look, I suppose really looked highlighted. But look, look, Cock were beaten in the final that year. Look, they came along, didn't look. And they were beaten in, two, you know, they were beaten in 2009 by Kerry. And they came out and they won in 2010. But, I mean, Cock football didn't really took a step back. Like, I mean, they won there on 11, they won there on 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You know, they've been in, in like, they beat Kerry last year. They came out then and they were beat by Tipperary. Like, I mean, the football in Cock, like, you know, you can never under, underestimate a Cock side, you know. But the football today in Cork, it wouldn't be as strong as what it was back there in 2007 or 2010. And I think really when, when, you, when you look at, at, at football in Munster, Munster kind of needs a strong Cork, you know, you know, a strong Cork team to come out of the, to come out of the, the rails again, because, uh, you know, with the exception of last year where they, where they, um, where they came out of Killarney, you know, in the in the in the Monster Championship, uh, beat me and then being beaten by Tipperary. But uh, essentially, you know, the Monster Championship does need a strong Cork team to kind of bring a bit of bring bring a bit of competition into it. It does, like, and I mean, it was highlighted there during the weekend there, like as well, like about the weak counties looking. No disrespect to Leeds, it's the same teams like get beat the whole time, and I mean. You know, in fairness, like every every province needs a challenge. Like you have your Galways, you have your Mayo's, you have your Roscommons in Ulster, you have your Tyrone's, you have your Derry. It can be anyone. I'm like, in fairness, you go to Leinster, the, the challenge isn't really there what it used to be. You come to Munster now, the only challenge, no disrespect to Limerick or Clare or anyone else, is only Cox. So, I mean, 
all these counties, we need the likes of the Cox and the other teams to get stronger and better. And we need a test before we get into Cork Park, you know? That's it. And I suppose looking at both Kerry and Kerry and Cork teams over the years, they've always been uh, strong contributors and consistent contributors to the to the compromise rules, the Ireland compromise rules teams as well. And they were always, um, you know, any of the core players and the, the Kerry players that were always kind of skillful, but yet well able for in the physical stakes as well. They are. And, and I mean, in fairness, if you look at the cock teams back there, didn't you? you look at, I mean, you, you could pick out of them the cock straight away. You could say, no, Larry, Graham Canty. They were armed men. Jesus, they were, they were like steel. You could you could hit them with a can they get back up when they look at you. You look at the Kerry team that time, I mean, Mac O'Shea, Tomas O'Shea, Aidan Manny, there was tough as nails, Paul Gallivan, Declan Sullivan, there were steel men, you know, they were hard physical men, and they get on any team, and, 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 and I think, being true with you, I think that Kerry are lacking a bit of steel today in defence, and that's, that's only my own point of view from a fan. I don't think we have the steel that we used to have in defence. We never replaced Mac O'Shea, we never replaced... Tomas uh, O'Shea we never replaced Seamus Minan we never replaced uh, Mac O'Shea we haven't been replacing the, the standards in the back line of our defence and carry for the last couple of years we haven't we you know we're covering up the gaps alright and we seem to be getting away with it but look time will tell look this year we seem to be going well enough look we came out against Tipperary there last weekend look we got a win we can only beat what's put in front of you we beat Clare, we beat Tyrone that never showed up in Killarney. Look, going forward now, we meet Cocky and hopefully Sunday week and that we can get a result. But I mean, we still haven't been tested. There's a big question mark over our defence. But look, hopefully they'll, they, 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 they'll get it together and they'll prove us all wrong. That's it. And I, I think, um, you know, there, there, there is um, a lot of a lot base now, even back then, I suppose, as well in 2007. But, uh, you know, there, there is a huge basis on physicality and that's where strength and condition has really come in in the last 20 years uh, into Gaelic games. Not not just not just um, Gaelic football, but hurling as well, where, you know, if, if you don't if you don't put in the strength and condition and work, when you go out on the pitch, you'll be you'll get some you'll get severe punishment. So you have to be able to. You have to be able to take the punishment, and uh, the only way of doing that is by doing the strength and conditioning, which is has been a huge thing more so in the last twenty years than um, than before that. It is, yeah. But you see, right? I was speaking to a friend of mine the last day, and he, he said to me, he said, "Tommy, with the underage structure and Kerry said you've won five minor all Allens." He says, "And the Roy says, but he said the steel isn't there in the back line." He said, "The steel is not being put into them in the back line." He says. You have to have a player on the field that is going to be really, really hard man that can stand up for themselves. He says, Kerry are a beautiful ball for it's a football. He says, but they haven't got the defence here. So they had six or they had seven or they had nine or they had four or they had one back in the 90s. You know, but, it's, but I still think that the football has changed. The game has changed. The black card has changed the game. It's more of a running game today. They're hanging on to the ball. There's no catching kicks. So I think that has an awful lot of interest in as well, you know. That's it, and of course, uh, each co- each county has their own style of playing as well. And uh, you know, you know, you can have the player, you can have a certain style of play, but you need to have the players, the the players to that are able to play that way as well. It is, and there's no saying like you can't you can't put legs on the race horses like you either have it or you or you don't. You know, and I mean, really, like if the potential's there, they'll bring it out and come and show. But as you say, you have to have the style of players looking. 
look, we're so lucky in Kerry, and, and now and again, we have a kind of error belt, and someone really comes through, you know, and we, we're lucky at the moment, like we have the likes of David Clifford, we have the likes of his brother, Paddy Clifford, with the likes of Dermot O'Connor, you know, with the likes of Jack Barry, with the likes of Gavin White, Gavin Crowley, Gavin Crowley, Aidan Spillane. We seem to be finding these players the whole time, you know. That's it. And I mean, you know, you're, you're doing well in minor this year as well, obviously. You know, they kind of, the All-Ireland semi-final there, unfortunately, where Scotland were, were bet by a, a very good, uh, very good quality Kerry side. So uh, it's looking like the minors, uh, the, the minor team aren't letting, aren't letting you down the conveyor belt that is the minor and the under-21 teams doesn't seem to be season yet, like, because, you know, for, for a good win like that, but... Uh, you know, it's a, they're in an All Ireland final now, and there could be another. There could be another uh, All Ireland title in the bag for the Kerry Miners again. There is, yeah, and in, look, we're lucky enough here on my own club, Aston Stacks, that we have seven lads on the panel on this panel, you know. And I look, I seen, I seen actually the County Minor final there last year. I think it was East Kerry against St Brendan's, and it was a fantastic game. And you could see the young lads stand out, and most of these young lads are on the Kerry team at the moment, like. This is a very good Kerry Miners uh, side coming through, you know. And look, I suppose really down here in Kerry, they keep on finding them the whole time. But the hunger is there. Like, the, the young lads coming through can see what the lads have done there in the last couple of years in the Miners. And everyone wants to wear the Kerry jersey. And it's the same for Ross Common. They want to wear the Ross Common jersey. But I suppose really looking enough down here at the moment like that, we're blessed. Like, we have a serious amount of young talent coming through. And I can see it there on my own club as well. as the stacks. Like, we have a huge club. Like, we have a... You know, we have a, a huge pick on the range as well, you know. So hopefully the interest will keep going, look, and we can build more players, look, that if you fit into the carry team, look, and they can bring us to the water and Sam McGuire someday. That's it. And I suppose one player that always stood out in the carry team in his playing days, and um, he played for Kerry for years, was uh, Morris Fitzgerald. And I suppose really, you know, after he retired, it took a good while to get a, 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 a player of the quality that you could say, yeah, he's the next, this guy is the next Morris Fitzgerald. But I, I think really looking at it at the moment now, you'd have to say David Clifford would be the, uh, would be an apt fit for that description. Or um, is there someone else that you would have picked? Maybe, well, obviously um, <clears throat> Colin Cooper as well, because he was taking freeze and he was very skillful, just like Morris Fitzgerald. But uh, I suppose other than that, there, there was... You know, he was the main, he was the main man that you you could say he broke the mold in that position as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. I mean, I mean, he he came to the fore there really, I suppose, being a minor, and I suppose he gave some outstanding performances in Pro Park, and we had a very very take not away from the other lads who came, and we had a very good minor team there in the last couple of years, which David was part of, and which was after finding a few players out of. But I suppose really people are comparing David to the moment to Morris Fitz and they're comparing to Colin Cooper. But look, come here, you can compare players all day, look, but hopefully it's the results that we get. Hopefully, look, we might break the duck this year, look, and we might get a result and and, and win a Sam McGuire. And I think this is what people down in Kerry are hunger for at the moment. I mean, it's a long time, like we haven't won an all Ireland finals since 2014. We haven't won one from nine before that. Then we had seven, we had six, we had four. We dominated in the in the early twenties. Like I mean, people down here today know all they want is look. They want to win San Bobar and bring back the San Bobar to to carry. That's it. And every uh, team, I think, every county needs a player. Needs a Morris Fitzgerald or a David Clifford or uh, you know a player like that, that 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 can kind of you know I suppose grab. 
go for the neck. When, when, when the team is or, or behind by, we say, five or six points, that'll grab the game by the neck, scruff of the neck, and uh, because sometimes that can happen no matter how good a team is. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's essential to have a player like that. And I suppose not every, not every county is fortunate to have a player, one player of that quality. But of course, I suppose that that's the difference between a team that can win all Ireland's and a team that are falling short is, you know, that one player that a team can turn to that knows that they can turn a game around. Yes. And I suppose really, been very lucky for David this year. His river fits after fitting like a glove into the Kerry team. And Paulie's playing some outstanding football as well. And I suppose really hindsight, look at Sean O'Shea. He's coming to the four nose when he's playing outstanding football. So I suppose really Kerry's forward line, like it's coming now. And, you know, they're all saying for the last couple of years, we have a great forward line. Look, and now we seem to be getting the results now. We seem to be scoring well. We seem to be more comfortable on the ball. But look, it's early days yet. Look, as you know, you know football inside out. You know, you've seen some great teams down through the last the last years, couple of years. It's all on the day. It's like a greyhound or a slister. You're as good as your last case or your last race. That's it. And of course, uh, you know this. Was, and uh, I think it was it was a terrible, uh, a thoroughly enjoyable game. And as all Cork Kerry games are, um, because there's never. Oh, there's great variety there. Great rivalry between Cock and Kerry. It was, you know, it's a great occasion. And of course, uh, we always end the the podcast by um, looking through the te- the All Star team from that year. So, uh, if you can give us the the All Star team from that year for the, in in football. Well, it was a, it was a unique thing for Kerry football that year when you had three brothers, Mark, Thomas, and Daroche. They all got an All Star each, which was outstanding performance by three brothers. Looking in the goals that year, you had Stephen Cluxton, he won his third All-Star. Mark O'Shea, number two, he got his second All-Star. Kevin McClive from Derry, he got his first All-Star at number three. Graham Canty from Cork, he won his first All-Star that day at number four. Tomas O'Shea won his third All-Star at number five. Aidan O'Mahony won his second All-Star at number six. Barry Cahill from Dublin won his first All-Star at number seven. Kieran Whelan won his second All-Star at number eight. Darrow Shea won his, his fourth All-Star that day at number nine. At number 10, from me, Stephen Bray won his first All-Star. Declan O'Sullivan won his first All-Star at number 11. At number 12 that day was Alan Brogan for the All-Stars. He got his second All-Star. Colin Cooper, what an outstanding player. One of the greatest Kerry players of all time. Got an All-Star that year. At number 13 was his fourth All-Star. Paddy Bradley, the Iron Man from Derry, got an All-Star. At number 14, and Manham's finest, Tommy Freeman, he got an all star at number 15. So, breaking down the all stars that year, you'll carry it six. I think you you would carry it six. I think you'd double it at four, Derry at two, Cork, Meath, and Manham had one. So, they were scattered all over the country. That's it, and uh, it, that, that's nice to see an even kind of more or less even mix of players well, from, uh, from all the counties, you know. I love to see players getting something, but I don't agree with the All-Stars to, to, to an extent because I always say this, you've talked to two counties that play football in the championship and there's been some outstanding performances from teams that didn't get to the final and then individual players. And sometimes I feel maybe, look, that some players are left out. But you look, listen, where there's winners, there's going to be losers. And uh, I suppose that's that's um, by its sheer nature that sport. But I suppose really, 
Um, as, as we've seen there uh, over the weekend, there's two different proposals now the GA are trying to kind of <clears throat> trying to appease the let the smaller counties or whatever you know um that haven't won all Ireland's or whatever to try and even out the the competition you know so that uh, you know I suppose teams can get more than one game uh in the year you know for development wise um but I suppose there was a plan A and a plan B what were your thoughts on those two plans well I tell you the truth I'd be all for it I think like you looked there last weekend you had Ross Common in a five twenty Eleven points. I mean, you you have teams getting severe beatings there, like in other counties. I mean, if you're a person living in Leeds up there, I'm not picking them out. Look, there are lovely people up there. They're great footballing people up there out through the years. And you come out there and you you, you see your team being battled like that. You're buying jerseys for your kids. You're training them in the GA. You know, like that. You know, you're you're defeated before you're compensating because now they're out. They have no game for the next ten months. I think the GA seriously needs to look into it. They need to do a better system for the weaker counties, put them into a cup, and if they get knocked out, put them into another cup or another system until something they get back out of the game someday. It's 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 in the Holland. You have the Joe McDonald Cup, you have the Christie Ring Cup. Now it's some time to do something and, and, and go for the All Ireland series. That's it, because I mean we've seen it with Offley now. They they've been in the Leinster Championship and obviously the league <laughs> between one and two for the last number of years until until obviously they went down to the lower echelons of the league and championship, you know, and uh, and things like that. But uh, they seem to you know they seem to have benefited for, because it was they were getting to the stage and it was it was actually surprising to see it how. how Bad, they had gone down the road, down that road, like how, how well I suppose retirements and different things probably contributed to that. But they weren't the, they weren't as good as they used to be. But I think maybe that's what they needed to maybe, you know, start to go down to the bottom and start again and work their way up. And it seems that uh, you know that they're 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 there a bit they're they're thereabouts now for getting back into the Leicester Championship again. Oh, they will, yeah. And in fairness, it's great. If they're just the people up there. And, I mean, they, they're struggling the Holland from last number of years, too. And look, their league performances this year has been outstanding, look, and, and it shows you that they've kept at it. But look, the other sides, they'll look down through, down through the years. They'll look, I mean, I mean, uh, I heard uh, the, the water manager on the radio, Kerry, there a few weeks ago, he was talking about that they met Manning two years ago and it was 527 points. I mean, how can you keep football going above water when, when teams are how can you get lads training when they're getting beat like this? So it's time now for the GA to have a whole good look at this, have extra competitions, have extra trophies, do a bit of seeding and get it right and make and make it more fair as well, you know. That's it, because I mean it, it seems to have worked in the Harland, you know, you know, for the the so-called weaker counties. Oh, it's, it's, it's working in the Holland, like where you can get relegated down to this, the Joe McDonough or the Christie Ring. They can do it in the all Ireland series. I mean, you have teams that would know this year, like Love and Neacham, and you know, other teams there like Tipperary that went out and Cavan that went out. Like you, you, you like you have Limerick that went out there last week. Sure, their football is over and over for the next 10 months. In. What do they want to do? Like, sure, most of them players, how can you keep them interested? They might play for their clubs in the county championship next, and they might get beaten. Sure, they might, they're on the verge of walking away from football. Yeah, well, that that's it, and uh. You know, it, it is it is a shame. You know, there there are some. And I think. Yeah.
Hello Ed. Hello. Hello Ed. Halloween. Hello. 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 And I suppose with all these weaker counties, the GA needs to take a look at the whole structure. It's the same teams every year that are coming to the fore in the top of the All-Ireland series. It's the same teams not taken out last year that are winning the same provincial titles. It's the same weaker counties that are being battered. It's about time now for the GA to stand up and do some different competitions for the other counties to keep them interested and to give them something at the end of the day. That's it. And I suppose another example we could, that could be followed would be the example of the, the ladies' football, the LGFA there, where they have, you know, they have the different tiers, they have the senior, the junior, and the intermediate, the senior, intermediate, and junior. And, you know, the way they, they've that done, Division 1, where Division 1 is senior, or Division 1 and 2 is senior, and then junior, you know, as it goes down the divisions. Um, would that be another another thing that would work, do you think? It's another thing that would work. Of course it would work because you'd have other counties that they'd, have, they'd be involved in structures like this and they'd be able to communicate a lot better as well. But it had, in headquarters of GA for the last couple of years, all they want is mathematicians up there. Look, make up the figures. 82,000 in Crow Park. That's all they want. At the end of the year, football and Holland finals. With the COVID, now people are watching the GA on television and they become more interested. When they see the same teams winning the whole time, the same week counties, people are starting to realise now this is a very uh, this is very unfair. The same counties have been beaten the whole time. It's been on television. It's been on Sky. It's been on RT. It's about time now for the GA to wake up and smell the roses and say, if they don't do something the next couple of years, the whole GA she's seen there'll be no one following it or there'll be no one playing it. That's it. Because as a fan, really, you know the way it's gone. Maybe it's uh, it's not. It's like, it's like it's, it's like Premiership in, in England. You have your Manchester City. You have your Man United, you have your Liverpools, you have your Arsenal's, you have your Spurs. Leicester bought it in there a couple of years ago and won the Premiership. Outside of that, can you see any of the teams down around there winning the Premiership for the next five years? I can't really. Yeah, well, that, that's it. And, uh, but that's not an amateur sport. Eh? That's, that's a money pit. We're an amateur organisation. But I suppose really, look, Pat Bram was on the television last in the way up in the studio about it. But it's about time now for the GA to wake up and and those structure, you know. That's it, and hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> and I was saying to a friend of mine, maybe that the if there was a you know a committee set up of consisting of players and coaches, and maybe you know any any things that um, the GA come up with, or any rule changes or structure changes to run it by that 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 committee, and uh, because I think it is essential that they, they do consult. The very people that, that that any rule changes or structure changes 
effect and that's uh, that's the players and the coaches and the backroom staff so I think maybe you, you know well not necessarily you know just uh, so that players and coaches uh, can feel that they've they've they're being heard and they're having their say because I mean it does affect them and it's unfair if they if the GA turn around and, and introduce all these things uh, without consulting the people and even the referees as well because um, you know, with the rule changes, it affects referees as well. It does indeed. And I mean, in fairness, we're, we're going into 2022 next year. Look, we're going to a different century and a different era for football. Things are a lot, a, lot, a lot faster. I mean, it's a lot more about social media and about this and about that. Like, the GA now needs to make up its mind. Like, are they going to lose the games in the next couple of years? They need something to get people more interested in. Like, like, like as we highlighted, like the same teams being beat the whole time. Is only going to disinterest people if they don't do a different structure, involve the people, the grassroots people, like the, the people underage, the, the, the mentors, uh, you know, the, the players, the people that have a say in the grassroots and all the small clubs, the referees, before they make any decisions. It's it's time now talking up the GA to different competitions outside of the All Ireland series for Wilco counties to give them another chance. And if they lose that, is to give them another chance again. That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much, Tommy, for uh, for taking the time out to do uh, GAA Memories with us today. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. No problem, Aidan. Thank you very, very much. And hope you're all staying safe and well up there in Roscommon. Oh, yeah. All, all is good and safe and well up here, thank God. And I hope everyone down in Kerry is, is keeping well as well. And we'll, uh, we'll chat to you again next week. So uh, Thanks, Aidan. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that was our uh, GAA.